The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Powered by Protus Global. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global People Solutions. Again, thank you all for joining us. My next guest began his career as a producer and senior designer at Microsoft Studios. After Microsoft, he started and sold a successful tech company, with the proprietary video compression technology used by media giants like MTV, AOL, and NBC. He would then build his own production company, Rage Productions, producing award-winning films, uh, producing a television series for NBC Sports, TV commercials for companies such as Facebook, GoPro, Red Bull, Garmin, and PetSmart. Please welcome my guest today, Mr. Sky Pinnock. Sky is currently the Chief Marketing Officer of C21 Investments. Sky, how are you? I'm doing great, Vern. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Doing uh, doing good. I'm feeling safe. I'm um, I'm having fun every day. I'm being productive. You know, great. I don't know in this environment. I don't know if I could do much better. Hey man, that's all you can do, right? Get up every day, put your, put your, uh, you know, your sweatpants on, because uh, I'm definitely wearing sweatpants under my nice shirt here. I promise you. I hear you. Yeah, I, there I, you I, go. Feel like, I feel like the, you know, the news reporters back in the day, right? They wear shorts <laughs> under their sport coats. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know if I've worn real pants since March. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. It's a, it's a brave new world we're in here. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it's it, we better we better be brave. That's you're right. you're you're absolutely correct. So look, I'm real excited about talking to you. Um, you your background is uh, really so diverse, and uh, some of the experiences uh, that you've had in your your career and your life and. And many more, um, I hope to absolutely come. But I, I really want to go into really get started a little bit and just thinking about you, thinking about now, did you grow up in the Pacific Northwest? I did. I did. Mm -hmm. I am I'm very fortunate to have grown up in a, a little mountain town called Bend, Oregon. Uh, yeah. It's like smack dab in the center of the state of Oregon. I, I like to right. say it's on, on the dry side of the mountains. So yeah. A lot, a lot of people associate the Pacific Northwest with rain. Well, where I live, yeah. it's three, 300 days of sun and, and beautiful and mountains in the vista. It's it's a great, great place to grow up and a great place to be back at. Yeah, isn't that that's 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 kind of interesting. So back in the day, I used to live in the Pacific Northwest. I lived in the Seattle metropolitan area. But um, yeah, but I, I've, I've spent a lot of time in Oregon. And the, oh, yeah. the different climates in the in the Pacific Northwest is very interesting. You know, you got rainforest, you got volcanic scenarios. You you have Ben, which is in this little oasis of thing that 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 you your environment is in. I always wondered why Ben doesn't have five million people in it. You know, it, it feels <laughs> like it feels like it's starting to. Is it? <laughs> is think, it really? 
Yeah. yeah, I think the, I think the secret is out, and uh, you know, as someone told me just the other day, that it's the second fastest growing um, town in the U.S. So, I, it it certainly feels like it. It is definitely a little gem out in this oasis, and uh, just so thankful I get to live here. And I tell you, you know, growing up here um, in Bend was was interesting because it was back then it, it was maybe twenty five thousand people. Okay. So, very small, sleepy mountain town. You know, we right. have a ski a ski resort here. We have some great golf courses. So we have, it, it's a tourism based town. And so right. I think early on in in that world, you kind of like learn to uh, cater it to the service industry to a degree, which is kind mm-hmm. of interesting given that you know moving on in life, I've I've sort of been in that same space just in a different slant. But um, but it, you know, it grew from the sleepy little town where. Uh, you know, we were a little bit starved for some of the amenities of life, you know, food, music, culture, things like that. Right. And, and now, you know, we're, we're hustling, bustling. I think probably in the greater area, we're, we're about a quarter million people. And man, we have a food scene. We have a music scene. We have Absolutely. culture oozing out of us. We have a great art scene. It's, and, then, and then it's all built on the foundation of sort of outdoor activity and recreation. So a lot of like-minded outside people, you know, people that are excited about the outdoors. So fantastic community. No, it's great. So I haven't been there in a long time. So did the infrastructure keep up with the growth? You know, that's, that's one of the challenges, Mm -hmm. you know, we actually have like traffic now. Um, (laughs) And when I, when I say traffic, it it takes 10 minutes to drive across town instead of four, (laughs) Um, you know, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. Right. (laughs) I of course work a lot in LA and, uh, yeah. Anytime I say the word traffic, everyone there just says they roll their eyes. You, so the, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can't even finish the <laughs> sentence. So yeah, so the infrastructure in Bend is is definitely sort of growing with the town. Um, you know, it's it's been uh, it's taken a little while, but it's getting getting here and uh, mm-hmm. starting to be able to support the you know the town as it grows. But you know, I I think I was saying uh, traffic uh, is now about ten minutes to drive across town where it used to be maybe four. And I think of course that's funny because if you live any in any city anywhere, you know, ten minutes of traffic is probably just, you know, going a couple blocks. So uh, you got to take it all in, all with a grain of salt. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So you grew, growing up in in Bend. Now, just looking at your background, uh, I was very curious. You know, you strike me as a guy that you you started businesses and being an entrepreneur like when you were 12. Am, am I right or wrong? I mean, I, I I think of you as someone that probably started at 12 or 13 and 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 started businesses and, and oh, by the way, you went to work for Microsoft. So I mean, am I right or wrong about that? Tell me about that. Uh, Vern, <laughs> I'm, I'm just laughing because you couldn't be any more right than, than that. <laughs> uh, I... I, yeah, I'm, I'm like literally the kid who had the, the lemonade stand at yeah. an early age. And then I think my first sort of official business was a t-shirt business where we, you know, figured out how to silk screen from, you know, a friend's mom and we silk screened some t-shirts and sold them at, at swim meets or something. I think it was kind of oh the first bona fide business. And then, and then it's just, it's just been a, a downward spiral from there. I'm so far down the <laughs> rabbit hole. It's, it's, it's great. I, but I've had, you know, a, a lot of fun in, in, in starting all these things and yeah. you know, a lot of stuff uh, that I've, I've sort of ventured into is just purely out of curiosity and, and interest. So it's, 
I think that's, it's a cool place to come from. Uh, yeah, yeah. I bet you were a challenge of trying to keep focused. Um, <laughs> I, I, I bet. I could just, just reading your background. I could envision that, man. Um, but I mean, so when did you get serious or, or have you gotten serious yet? But when did you get serious about, okay, this is what I'm going to go do. Or are you still trying to find that? Well, you know, Vern, I think that's a great question. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I'm going to get serious when I grow up. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I think adults have to have to be serious. So I don't know when that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my forties. So, you know, I, I feel like I've got a little ways to go still. Absolutely. Um, but well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think I've arrived at, you know, the, the combination in life that, that really, you know, makes me tick, which is, you know, utilizing sort of the left and right side of my brain. I think I'm a, a unique individual in that sense. You know, I'm just as comfortable uh, behind a film camera as I am in an Excel spreadsheet. It's, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre combination of, of talents that usually don't overlap too frequently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, Man, I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm not looking to stop anytime soon. No, that's great. Uh, that's great. Don't rush it, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't rush it. But so, you went to work for Microsoft as a senior designer. Now, what does that mean at Microsoft back then? Uh, I think this is kind of a funny story. I. I went to art school in Seattle, so we have that in common, mm -hmm. living in Seattle, the, the mm -hmm. great, uh, what is now Amazon Mecca. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it used to be Microsoft. Yeah. I guess it still is. Um, you know, I, I, so went to, went to school in Seattle and was recruited right out of school to Microsoft. And I, mm -hmm. I sort of reluctantly accepted the position. And the reason why is because you know, this is back in the late 90s. Okay. Uh, to me, Microsoft was, uh, it was Microsoft Word and, and Excel. It was, mm -hmm. it was a, it was like the, the less uh, sexy side of the tech industry. Of, right. Of, of what was the industry. And I was like a Mac guy, right? I was, mm. I was drinking the Apple Kool-Aid left okay. and right. All of the all of the creative softwares were all heavily focused towards Apple. I mean, that was like their ad campaign in the nineties was, Oh, like, I remember, you know, Pablo, Pablo yeah. Picasso think yeah. different. Right. So yeah, you went to the dark side, man. Well, so that's sort of what it was. Yeah. It, it was a really, you know, exciting experience because, um, you know, I was on a series of interviews and mm -hmm. this, this, you know, big design agency ad agency said, Hey, you know, you can, you have a job here, but you need to go talk to the guys at Microsoft. And so I went over there sort of just to follow through with what I thought was going to be my, my future employer. And sure enough, I walked into the belly of the beast at Microsoft and at Microsoft studios is technically where I worked, which okay. was a full blown television and film production studio. They have mm. three sound stages, all of the top gear and equipment and just, you know, 3D animations, animators, and just, it was, it was a full-blown Hollywood-like environment. And I just, my head exploded <laughs> being like, I can't believe this is here. Like literally in, in the backyard, you know, all production was in LA. And, and so, uh, you know, immediately I, I went for like a, a half hour interview or an hour interview and I was there for for 10 hours and started the next morning. So. Oh, I, I, yeah, I could see that happening. I, I totally, totally believe that. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to continue our discussion with Sky Pinnock. 
who is the Chief Marketing Officer of C21 Investments. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. We'll be right back. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, and welcome here. I'm with Sky Pinnock, CMO of C21 Investments. Sky, you were just talking, you had just gotten to Microsoft, you had an all-day conversation with them and went to work with them the next morning, man. That's very, very uh, cool. What did you get out of the Microsoft experience? You know, I, I learned a few key things. I had some great, great mentors there. Of course, I was, you know, I was, I was a young, young guy coming in, um, you know, that was full of energy and potential. And I was very fortunate to sort of be brought under the wings of a couple, um, couple senior execs that, that, you know, sort of helped guide me through and, and learn a lot. And, uh, you know, what, what I learned you know, a few key things learning there was one, you know, think creatively first and budget second. That was you mm. know, a luxury that a company like Microsoft can mm-hmm. afford you. Mm-hmm. But what it, you know, what it really allowed me to do was sort of uh, come up with an idea first and then uh, back channel it to a budget. And mm-hmm. where I think but that's the young, only way, isn't it? Sky, you can I, do it. I, I, if you had no money, right, right, you still have to do it that way, right? Exactly. And I think, you know, coming from being a young mm-hmm. person who, you know, left to my own devices, just coming out of college, like you're scrappy, right? You, right. you try to think of ideas that are within the realm of, of your financial possibility. And so what this experience allowed me to do, and I think this translates to the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know, as an entrepreneur is, is don't, don't get caught up in the details of budget first. Don't let that be a roadblock. Mm-hmm let that put that roadblock down think big think creatively uh you know chase the dreams and then figure out how to get you know either how to recraft your idea to fit within a budget or Mm -hmm. you know scale things back or get creative on how to raise the budget to to execute and so yeah you know uh, yeah that's valuable that's got to be valuable to you it, uh, it, it really, it really has. And I, you know, I, I apply yeah. that to, to all endeavors and, and just really try to try to think about the project first. And then, you know, the budget is obviously uh, incredibly important, but, you know, let, let that be the, one of the mechanisms to solve and not, not a creative dictator. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's really cool. And then did you then after Microsoft, so you, you took those nuggets with you and you, you're utilizing those today now, but then you started a, a business in early 2000, right? What was that? Yeah. So it was called Vitigo and okay. videos that go. 
And this okay. is again, you know, you gotta you gotta remember the time and space. So this is you know the late late nineties. Yeah. And this is like you know in the com. So you know if you had barbecues and you wanted to sell online, you could start you know billsbarbecues.com and you know raise thirty million dollars to you know start this dot com. It was just a crazy time. Yeah. Um, but what we did. So again, you know, working in a place like Microsoft with you know mm-hmm. the world's smartest tech people. Um, you know, you start rubbing elbows with these guys and, and pretty quick, you learn again, using, you know, both sides of my brain, you kind of learn the tech side of how things work and the code Mm -hmm. side. And so what I did is married, married my knowledge of how film production works Mm -hmm. and then how the compression technology works. And, and basically we came up with a patent on how to, uh, compress video again, back in the late nineties. You know, yeah. we, we were just barely getting broadband at that point. So, mm-hmm. you know, all the all video on the internet uh, was was postage stamp size, and we figured out right. how to make it, you know, four times bigger. And so that was a that was a pretty enticing um, service that we were able to provide to all of all of the media agencies out there looking to stream videos at that time. Translate compressed videos. Yeah. So, uh, you know, right now we're on a zoom call, you know, looking at each other. So we're, we're transmitting video streams back and forth to each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, video inherently is a very large, um, file size to push through the internet. And so, you know, just like you take a picture on your phone, Mm -hmm. that's kind of a smaller size. If you take a picture with a big professional camera, it's, you know, it's, 30 times bigger in terms of file size. And so you have to think about, you know, you have to have this technology to squish that image down. Mm-hmm. That's effectively video compression. Mm. So I'm trying to make a parallel com- uh, a comparison here. I had a friend who was a founder uh, at a company that sold to uh, Apple, Portal Player, they, they compress music. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Music is compressed the uh-huh. same way. Yeah. Again, yeah. You know, uh, it, this is just the internet, especially back in the day where everyone was sure. on dial-ups and, and slow connections. You had everything you had, you had to send through the internet needed to be squished down to a, a manageable size. Everyone's I'm sure received a, uh, an email with an attachment with a, just a file that was too big. It took forever to download, just clogged up your, your email browser. Um, right. You know, so. And that was like that 2001, two, three, that's when all that was going down, right? Yeah, yeah, a little earlier even. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, that, so that's, I mean, that's, that's, um, that's really cool that you did that. But so you did that and you did some other things and you work with GoPro, you work with all of these action oriented um, uh, uh, projects. Um, so then how do you get to Phantom Farms? How does, so how do you get from there to the cannabis world? You know, it, it, and you're in a great place in Bend, Oregon, but to, to do this, how does it all come together for you? Vern, very simple answer. Yes. Sur- surf trip in Nicaragua. Really? That's, that's how it all came to a head. I think so, okay. because yeah, I, I was I, I was in between, um, you know, a couple big, you know, producing a couple big national commercials, mm-hmm. you know, high, high, high stress clients, big stakes, you know, very, very large client budget, et cetera, right. et cetera. And uh, some of my lifelong buddies from the action sports world 
mm-hmm. you know, guys that I, I recreate with all the time. We're on a, on a surf trip down in Nicaragua and they, they were like, Hey, come down, come, you know, squeeze away in between these two jobs. And I just, I did it. I, okay. you know, I, I should have like literally gone home and slept for two days before going to the next job. But I, uh, I, I packed up, I, I think I threw whatever was in my bag from the shoot and, and like literally got on the next plane to Nicaragua and went down there and we're hanging out and these guys, um, you know, some beers on the beach, which is the thing to do. Yeah. Uh, they were sitting there talking about, you know, what they were up to and they'd been in the cannabis industry on, on the medical side. And okay. they were sort of at this inflection point where they were trying to sort of expand what they were doing, but they didn't have any, um, you know, they had the cash to do it, but they didn't have sort of the ability to do it in terms of um, uh, like purchasing a, a property. And like, you know, they'd always kind of like rented spaces or, uh, you know, used a friend's place or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and they were looking to buy a property. And I'm, you know, I, I have some real estate investments, et cetera, et cetera. And so, they saw an opportunity to sort of fulfill part of equation that they're able to do. And so because these guys are longtime friends and one of the guys is my, my actual brother. Okay. Which, uh, so <laughs> I, I've been his friend for as long as he's been alive. <laughs> That's good. I, I, I think he would agree with that statement. <laughs> That's um, good. So, so, you know, it was pretty, pretty easy conversations. And, you know, next thing you know, by the end of that trip, we had, we concocted a plan where I was going to help, you know, and and we were talking about the, the forward looking that things were going to go legal in Oregon. And so I got right to work. And these guys are, these guys are great growers. They love, they love to nerd out on, on the cannabis plant, right? Uh How to grow it bigger with more terpenes, more organic, like mm-hmm. things like that. So they worship of, the plant. Yeah. It's they awesome. they yeah. worship the plant. They are the true plant prophets. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and I, I was sort of the business brain behind it. And I'm a guy who's not afraid to file for, a, you know, get a permit. I mm-hmm. deal with that in the film industry every single day. I'm not afraid to talk to, you know, county officials. I'm not afraid to go into the you know, the building plans office. I'm not afraid to call land use people and talk to lawyers and, you know, figure all these things out. And so I got to work on my side, they got to work on their side. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, a couple of years later, Phantom Farms as, as a brand was, was sort of uh, birthed into this world. Now it still exists, right? Phantom Farms is alive and kicking, right? Oh yeah. It's alive yeah. and kicking and, and uh, you know, it, if you're sort of geographically aware of what's what's happened in the last couple of months, we had some incredible forest fires ravage yeah. the, the, the West. Yes. And uh, man, we, uh, the, the cannabis gods uh, were looking down upon us because our little, our, I say little, but our big grow in Southern mm-hmm. Oregon was almost completely engulfed by flames. And the only thing that didn't burn was our, our, our actual grow and the infrastructure surrounding it. So oh. it's, it's like a burnt donut and, and in the, 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 the jelly center in the middle of the donut is, is like our, our weed farm. <laughs> it's phantom I, farms. Oh uh, man, from, from space, crazy. it's going to, it's from space. It's got to look comical. Oh, uh, that's great. Not, not to, not to shed too much light on a serious situation, but no, no, we're but very blessed and lucky. Yeah. Exactly. You understand what, what just happened there. Uh, so that's very, um, that's very cool. I'm very happy for you there. Hey, we're going to take a break and we're going to continue our discussion with Sky Pennock. 
with C21 Investments. I'm Vern Davis. This is Plant Profits. I am your host. And Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on cannabisradio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. I'm spending my time today with uh, Sky Pinnock. Sky is the Chief Marketing Officer of C21 Investments. And um, Sky and I are having a conversation here. And we, we were just talking about um, Phantom Farms and uh, his, his putting his first uh, step uh, into the cannabis space. And uh, he and some friends got together and, and, and built this amazing grow uh in southern oregon and uh it's alive and kicking and doing very uh very well what's your involvement today in that sky yes so my involvement in um c20 or sorry in phantom farms is uh is a little less today you know as i've sort of been uh sucked up into the c21 universe um, so, you know, I, aside from sort of being a legacy founder there and, and, yeah. you know, knowing, knowing where the, you know, the, the key is to this and that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not involved on the day-to-day business side. Got it. Um, I, Got it. Now was, yeah. was phantom key to getting you involved with C21 investments? Yeah, absolutely. So about two years ago, phantom mm-hmm. was acquired by C21 investments. And so in that acquisition, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I myself and, and a couple others migrated to the C21 team. Great. So tell us about C21. I'm excited about them. I've done a lot of reading about what you guys are doing. So t- tell us about the idea. Sure. Um, you know, C21, you know, started as as sort of a, an umbrella company to bring in, um, you know, these cannabis brands and operators, okay. uh, you know, under sort of a professional investment company Okay. Um, that was going to be a public company, you know, to be able to access capital markets to, you know, sort of um, accelerate what those individual opportunities were. And so, you know, we fast forward to today and we have, you know, a handful of uh, brands and companies under the C21 uh, moniker. Okay. And, you know, Phantom is one that's, that's uh, how I, came to be part of C21. And, right. you know, I think what we're probably the most uh, noted for is our uh, our operations in Northern Nevada. It's called Silver State Relief. And that's sort okay. of our, 
our diamond, you know, our, our crown jewel, so to speak. Okay. Great. Now you're operating in Nevada and where else? So we're in Nevada and Oregon. Okay. Right. Oregon, Oregon and Nevada. And I'm sure you're, you have expansion plans. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, that's a great question. Cause I mm -hmm. think the cannabis world a couple of years ago, everyone was looking at, you know, casting this wide net, it was about planting flags as far as you, as the eye could see. Oh, and and a lot we of talked folks, about it openly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and mm -hmm. we were, you know, we were certainly caught up in that concept. Um, I think fortunately we, we were a little more modest in our, our growth plans. So we didn't really accelerate those plans. I, you know, I was looking at a, one of our investment decks from, you know, a year and a half ago or something. And we were, <laughs> we were looking at, you know, five or six States on the East coast and, you maybe 10 in sort of the West. And, and right now what we're doing is we are incredibly hyper-focused on streamlining the op and integrating the operations that we have, making right. them profitable and, and efficient. We've done that. We've posted five consecutive quarters of positive EBITDA. Yeah. We, we spun off two and a half million dollars of net income last quarter. So like we're a, we're a cash flow positive company that's uh, you know, we haven't done a, a financing in, in over a year because That's we're, we're self-sufficient. Self yeah. Now, some folks maybe would wish we would, you know, raise money and, and grow faster. But I think, you know, this modest approach has, has served us well because we're not out over our skis, so to speak. We're, yeah. we're, we're a very well-oiled, self-contained machine. We've perfected our infrastructure and, and what we have going internally so that we can build upon that. So I think we're, we're sort of uh, this diamond in the rough out there that is a little bit undiscovered and we're we're you know as evident with this interview you know we're sort of now coming out into mm -hmm. the world and, and telling our story because we've perfected what we have or we're close to that i i, I like your your plan you know it, it turned out to be really good to be a little more conservative now you don't want to get comfortable right that's that's also key you you want to keep moving forward somehow and, and defining what that means all the time. What are some of the, as you see, competitive advantages that you have? Because you guys are, are uh, an integrated uh, vertical uh, business, and it, it looks like you're, you're bolting on the integration uh, as, you, as you evolve. Is, am, am I reading that correctly? Yeah, you get, you nailed it. Um, okay. That's exactly it. And and especially in the state of Nevada, where we have incredible uh, the incredible foundation of our infrastructure. We have, you know, our grow in northern Nevada uh, near Reno. Uh, you know, we're we're only using a small percentage of that of that capacity right now. So we have room to grow internally within the footprint that we have, which is incredibly um, efficient. You know, we don't have to go out and buy another facility. We don't have to go, we get to sort of invest from within and, and okay. build on, on what we have. So that's the exciting part, you know, and, and I think too, you know, one thing that's sort of overlooked a little bit when people look at us from the outside looking in is that we have been growing the entire time. We're growing internally. We're not growing through mergers and acquisition the way a lot of folks uh, sort of tend to, to think about what growth looks like, but we are, we're continuing to, so, you know, we're, we're, we're growing in customer counts, we're growing in internal revenue. Um, you know, one interesting thing I, you know, I just was aware of, uh, made aware of a couple of days ago was in post COVID we're, we're up to 10,000 curbside pickups a month now in Nevada. Wow. 
So, so just just think about that for a second. Yeah, 10, that's great. Thousand customer like curbside pickups. Pickups. That's that's ten thousand vehicles coming in parking, ten thousand transactions, ten thousand people, ten thousand experiences, and and that's that's we're still averaging about forty thousand in store visits a month. Also, so I mean, we're like the the machine that we have built yeah. in Nevada is churning and burning and incredibly efficient. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. you know, you can grow slower when you have success like that. Now you're the chief marketing officer. I, I want to get uh, a little bit about what that means, uh, you know, where you are at C21 Investments. Yeah, sure. So, you know, sort of under my my uh, jurisdiction, I guess, is is maintaining, you know, not only the brand from a, you know, like a corporate C21 level, but just also trying to make sure that the brand's our subsidiary brands show up um, in the right way, and and uh, and then you know, forward looking, you know, yeah. how do we, what what else are we adding to the portfolio? How are we expanding and growing in in that sense? Yeah. So you know, branded consumer packaged goods. I mean, that's that's the stuff that that really gets me excited. And you why. know, yeah, I think I know it would too because you you understand it. But I, I just, you know, sometimes I question because I come out of consumer packaged goods like like that also, and I understand right. branding. And I just wonder if, if the, uh, is the infrastructure, is, is everyone ready for branding and cannabis? Is cannabis a branding business? I, I know it's at some point it will be because that's how, that's how you're going to win because consumers get attached to brands and they they have relationships with brands is is that happening in cannabis yet well very a great question and i i fully know that you appreciate this with your background mm-hmm. um you know i look at this as you know imagine if you were diageo of 1933 yeah uh you know coming, you, you know as alcohol is coming out of prohibition right, That's right. and you and and you can look at at a an industry that's selling uh, mason jars full of, of shine, right? Um, yeah. And the unbranded, just bottles rattling around in the back of some hot rod, <laughs> zooming across state Yeah, lines. if it was mine, it'd be a hot rod, yes. That's, that's, that's yeah. right, man. <laughs> you, you nailed this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, you know, I, I think we're, we're in that realm of cannabis i think you know maybe that sort of wild west mentality was maybe you know a decade and a half ago and all the all the time preceding that but Mm -hmm. you know we're now sort of coming into this era where uh people are slapping jack daniels labels on those moonshine bottles and and elevating it right and 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 we're gravitating towards what i think will end up winning in the cannabis space which is going to be brand um it's going to take some time. It will take the end of prohibition. It will take the full legalization because you can't really have a brand if it's, if it's isolated and it's, it's regulated state by state by state. It's, you know, these we're, we're still way in the infancy, but you know, if we fast forward the clock 20 years from now, hopefully it doesn't take that long, but um, you know, and, and quite frankly, it could just be a couple of years, but I think we are going to start to see, you know, the, the, what will, be the big cannabis brands emerge out of, uh, you know, this sort of uh, localized uh, cannabis market that we're in, where it's no longer just, you know, weed in a bag, you know, right. Acme brand weed. It's, it's, we're now seeing 
stuff uh, galvanized into into brands. And that's what's the most exciting to me. And Sky, I know that you're going to be part of the leadership that leads the way and and getting consumers into brands like, uh, you know, like other consumer products. And I think that's important. And I think everybody will be great because uh, uh, we'll benefit from that because brands uh, have integrity. And uh, I think that is, is something That's that right. is important. Yeah, I think that is uh, very, very important. And look, man, I, I want to really, I want to have you back and we can talk more about branding um, and cannabis because it's a topic that I, I think it's a two-year deal. I don't think it's a 21-year deal or a 20-year deal, Sky. Uh, I, I think, think it's going to happen think pretty right. fast. I think it's going to happen pretty fast with folks like I, you I involved. Did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I hope to be part of that equation. It's an exciting time in the space. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you uh, for being here and and uh, and coming on Plant Profits and sharing with us today. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, Sky, <clears throat> Sky Pinnock, CMO of C21 Investments. Really appreciate you being here. And thank you all for joining us here. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. You can download episodes uh, of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com, or you can subscribe to the show on wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the major podcast portals. Follow Protus Global through our social network, uh, including LinkedIn, Instagram, in all the social media sites and platforms, Facebook, Twitter, all of them. Finally, learn more about how we are building companies and how we are changing lives at protusglobal.com. And protusglobal.com is P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.